Now back to the Sunday show with Philip O'Donnell and LaMoya Burks. Brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on Texarkana's 104.7 KTOY. For those that just joined us, you are listening in to LaMoya Burks and Philip O'Donnell here uh, at KTOY Studios with the Sunday show. As we begin our second segment, we have with us uh, Lee Williams III of Texarkana College and Tony Favors of Texarkana A&M Texarkana. At this time, um, Lee Williams, if you will start by introducing yourself. Okay, thanks, um, Philip and Lamoya. I'm Lee Williams, and I'm the Director of Admissions um, in the Educational Opportunity Center at Texarkana College, and I've been here uh, going on nine years. Hello, everyone. My name is Tony Favors. That was already mentioned. I'm Assistant Vice President of Admissions and Recruitings with A&M Admissions and Recruiting at A&M Texarkana. And, of course, I've been there a number of years, 20-plus years with the university. Right. So this morning we're discussing all things DEI. And for those who are not familiar with the acronym, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, as it relates to both of our campuses here in town, Texarkana College and A&M Texarkana, both have exciting insights and offerings. Um, Lee, if you'll start first by giving a brief synopsis of the innovation and going forward, uh, what TC has done, will do, and uh, where we stand as far as the platform of DEI. Well, I think DEI is always evolving, um, particularly in a global pandemic. Um, I think that some of the things that we continue to do um, at Texarkana College is get out in the community. Um, But in addition to being in the community, a lot of partnerships that we have with organizations like the North um, East Texas Alliance of Black School Educators, Um, we do partnerships with um, organizations like the Educational Opportunity Center, which I'm, a, you know, the director of, which really allows us to be able to get in um, some of the underserved communities. But I also often tell people that diversity is no longer about um, skin color. Right. Diversity is more geared about differences. Um, what are people's differences in bringing all of those together? And so I think, uh, you know, we're always involving um, at TC, um, and I think that as we are able to expose other people to education, um, it helps to bring difference into the conversation. Tony, and we know that there has been a lineup, particularly for uh, African uh, Black History Month this month. If you want to uh, expound on what's going on there and and, and other things. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Let me just start by saying that since the death of George Floyd, uh, A&M Texture Cannon started under our president. We hosted town hall meetings on the diversity, equity, inclusion aspects, but starting right there with the death of uh, George Floyd's situation. From there, we established, uh, last year, we established a committee comprised of diversity, equity, and inclusion. On that part of that committee, our uh, statement or mission is to sustain culture that fiercely recognizes and boldly endorses the uniqueness of every student, faculty, and, and staff member. Of course, one solely committed to profound sense of belonging uh, equality, humanity that allows a safe space to connect. When the death of George Floyd happened, we realized that some students didn't feel like they were in a safe space to discuss the serious issues, or issues, period. And so through that, developed several activities, um, not only just for the month of February, which we were talking about the Black History Month and the things with diversity, equity, and inclusion, but also throughout the year. What are our and in particular with the university, what are their students, what are their needs, what are their things, what are some of the injustice that they feel. So having a 
platform or a safe space for them to share those discussions is what we're underway with. Awesome. All right, I got a question, and this is going to be posed to both of you gentlemen. We're going to begin with Lee, and, and I'm going to kind of preface my question. Um, there's a New York Times journalist, and I know her name is Nicole Hanna, but I can't remember her other tag name, her other last name. But she did what's called the 1619 Project. Now, part of the pushback from this, and, and if you're unfamiliar with it, basically it kind of tells the truth about slavery from the perspective of the enslaved people or from the perspective of how it, it how that experience impacted them and what America is because of it. Now, we've had some pushback from state lawmakers about whether or not this curriculum or this telling of the true story from somebody else's perspective can occur. And these state lawmakers, in a lot of cases, are not educators. They're just somebody who's trying to politicize something. We have, we have one here in Maumelle in Arkansas. But just what are your thoughts about it as an educator and as somebody who has to address diversity, equity, and inclusion on a daily basis? When you see what's happening at the state house, and I don't know how critical you can be of somebody else, but just what are your thoughts as they may not represent your institution, but your thoughts because you're a black man you're, and, and you see the impact of what history is. So talk a little bit about that. And Lee, I'll let you begin. Um, I enjoy history. Um, I'm an English literature major. Um, and so I think history is important. I think that it's um, critical to educate our communities and to educate our kids about the past and the present. Um, Amanda Gorman says, for while we have our eyes on the future, history has its eyes on us. And so whatever information we can embed in them, I think is critical um, for their development, both on the technologically side, but also on the actual advancement side of them as individuals. Um, I, I, I think that sometimes people... Um, don't necessarily like to tell the full truth, but I think that the full truth is very important. And I think that when we start telling our truths um, as a nation, um, then you'll have individuals who are willing and receptive of telling their own truth, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I'm never against people's um, telling their story. Right. Um, and I think sometimes it gets uncomfortable, but when we become uncomfortable, that's when change starts. Absolutely. Tony? Tony Favre, same question. The uh, 1619 Project and the pushback from the far right or some state legislators who represent those people on the right wing, what are your thoughts about the month of, first of all, uh, voices need to be heard. Uh, uh, just commenting on what Mr. Williams just stated, the full truth. As we're going through the process, what we're in in the nation, we, after listening to some of the students at the university and others talk about um, the injustice and the, having the conversations, I think now it's important for us to have the candid conversations. And sometimes those candid conversations uh, bother individuals and hurt because the full truth is there's some hurt in the full truth. My belief is for educators, for us to get there and provide that equality that we talked about, that we're talking about as it relates to diversity, we have to know the stories. If I'm not an African-American, I don't know the life and the history of the African-American unless it's told, right. unless, I'm part, unless I'm partnering with them. And so my belief is, yes, it needs to be, it needs to come forth. And even if it's um, some of those the situations, I think some of the controversy is, of course, the slavery, and, and we need to move beyond that. How do we move beyond history is, is important or should be important to all of us. And the word inclusion since this is about diversity, equity, and inclusion, how we're not going to include and share about the educational aspect for others, especially in the African American community, unless we share it. So right. I'm all, I'm, you know, going back to it, I'm all for it. Right. So, and that, in a way, that's one of the things that we're kind of doing this month on the right. TC side, you know, because 
um, normally we do an in-person Black History program, but this time we're doing like a virtual celebration of, um, you know, highlights of our heritage within the Texarkana community. And so really expanding upon that and really educating our immediate Texarkana community about some of the landmarks and places that we have here in our own backyard. Right, 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 right. So it expounds local, state, and national, just as we expect from our governmental sectors, um, right. we as a people. So talking about that, what collectively is there's a collection uh, of an event that has a commonality of even our station representative here. Can we talk just for a second about uh, the recent event that was a collaboration supported by both Texarkana College and Texas A&M Texarkana? Oh, yes. Uh, Mr. Williams, you can go ahead. I'll let you. I mean, if you will. Go ahead and start. Uh, Friday night, we did a comedy show, um, and we co- co- collaborated with A&M Texarkana and TC, and it basically just brought all of our students together. One of the things, so I've been here for almost nine years in July. Um, when I first got here, I guess after maybe year one or year two, we really started uh, collaborating um, with A&M and TC on after a student completes a TC, um, we provide them with opportunities to transfer over to A&M. Right. And so with that collaboration, we're now starting to build that more out in, t- in some of the programming that we do um, because some of the students who are now at A&M have already been a part of TC. And so if we're able to merge the two groups together, one, you're able to build a network of um, young intellectuals, I guess you would say, but young collegiate students, both on the TC and the A&M side. And then you're also able to um, bridge faculty and staff together. Uh, I was in a conference, I guess, last week or the week before, and one of the things that they were talking about is faculty-to-staff relationships. Mm-hmm. And so if we can get our faculties collectively together to start um, agitating the minds on kind of like what we're educating our students about, I think the collaboration and the learning process just becomes that greater. And we're also able to do that on the TASB side. So, you know, Tony and I partner on that as well through the Northeast Texas of Alliance of the Black School Educators, and that also brings in the school districts. And so when you have this collaboration of stuff you can kind of, you know, bring the diversity, inclusion, and equity collectively together because more can be done when there's more organizations right. instead of one person trying to do everything. Right. You know, and I will say that this, for the, let's talk about African American History Month, and this year it's what Mr. Weeds been sharing. We've had the most together. It's a community. It's not, not competition right. against one institution. It's a community. We've had the most number of events in the history of, I know, of our institution, but we're saying the collaboration, the collaboration of all the different topics. Um, some of the topics consist of the black family, the myths, the reality. Dr. Uh, Sherry Gooden, who's the commissioner for the Texas Alliance of Black School Educators, was a speaker of that. And one of the things with the black families, it's back in the day when I grew up, and even now, we talk about it takes a village to raise the child. It, we have to go back, in my opinion, to the, the basic principles the love, the kindness, the joy, it takes a village. Right. If your son or daughter is outside of uh, doing something that's incorrect, well, you could, you'll be able to have the ability to discipline that child, but also discipline them in love. For some reason, over the years, uh, Ms. Birch, we moved from that, and we need to go back to the basics. What we're talking about now is really nothing new. We talked about candid conversations earlier. We should have been having those candid conversations, documenting that information, and then the laws that's going before the legislatures. We're seeing through TASB, the local 
district, uh, local chapter, as well as the affiliate, and then you have the state, and then we have national. We're discussing now all these years of how we can put the curriculum, the African-American curriculum and story and history into the textbooks more so than just Dr. Martha Luther King. Mm. We love that there's, there's so many testimonies and stories that exist right now, even in this community. Somebody asked me, who is your, one of your idols? I said it was Denzel. It's, it's Denzel Washington. Why? <laughs> Denzel, when he spoke, when he spoke to a group of students in a graduation, he says, we're going to fall. But I tell you what, when you fall, you fall forward. And that's my message to other individuals who this partnering through uh, social media and other platforms has been beneficial. We were not doing that prior to, uh, and now we are. So right. one of the things I'm saying, kudos to Texas College, A&M, and other entities, the Natasby and all, we're now opening the doors, having those conversations, and not just having a conversation. You have to have action. Mm. Right. So and we're going to continue. Now, we're yeah. going to continue this in just a moment uh, for a commercial okay. break. The Sunday show will continue with Philip O'Donnell and LaMoya Burks brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on Texarkana's 104.7 KTOY. Sometimes in life, a sudden situation, a moment in time alters your whole life and forever changes the road ahead. But we want you to know that no matter what, we are here to help you be prepared for the ups and downs and twists and turns through your life's journey. We are here to help life go right. We are your good neighbor. Always have been and always will be. This is State Farm Agent Derek McGarry. Please call us at 903-831-2000 or visit us at DerekIsMyAgent.com. Now back to the Sunday show with Philip O'Donnell and LaMoya Burks. Brought to you by State Farm Agent Derek McGarry on Texarkana's 104.7 KTOY. We are certainly grateful for the support of Derek McGarry and State Farm Insurance as uh, support of the Sunday show. We're back for the last piece with Dick, uh, Tony Favors of Texas A&M Texarkana and Louis Williams III of Texarkana College. And we are, as Tony stated earlier, having uh, the candid conversation about all things DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, and beyond. Um Tony, you were talking before the break about how we should go forward. I felt like um, we should have been giving you a standing ovation. You all are on fire. Um, and we know that it's more than just the talk with both of you. You both are continuing to put it into action. So um, as we continue the discussion, uh, anything else you want to add regarding programming, um, instilling in the minds of all of our intergenerational community here in Texarkana, uh, how can we support the efforts on both campuses? Oh, thank you again for that. I just want to share one of the things about the candid conversations. One of the sessions we had was with a representative. She talked about from college dropout to becoming a doctor. And I just, I get so emotional about the candid conversation because if you listen to the stories and you look at the history, the stories are so vital to the to our success because it reminds us some of the things that we go through. What can we do? One, when we are, we can partner, as mentioned earlier, when we say partner, in this, in Texture County, we have four local school districts, but we have surrounding school districts as well. We need to be working to make sure that with the superintendents, with the principals, with higher education, that we're collaborating, working together to help those individuals, those students. Because if you look at the demographics, we have a large percentage of African-Americans or minority, however you want to refer to it, students within those schools who need to know about their history. 
And so what we can do is pull together as we're doing and continue it, uh, have the conversation, and then put some things in, in, in force. Just like here, this committee got established because of the incident that happened and made the national news. Me, I think it's one of the, it's really, it's a sad situation that's turning to be something that's humongously positive in that if we uh, provide the action, and we, and that's what's happening. So locally, um, Ms. Burks, if we together partner, and less, it's no competition. That's what I love about Mr. Williams and Dr. Smith, the president of Texas County College, uh, Dr. Trey with A&M Texas County. We work collaboratively. We meet so many times, Lee and I meet basically once a week, discussing some of the things that we can help our students um, matriculate through the educational process, but not only matriculate and graduating, and that's another area I'd love to talk about on another um, show, but we need to get the students to the, to the grad to graduate to that line across the finish line, especially our African American males. Yeah, I got to get them. Right, we got to get them in. You know, right. we got to get them in first. And right, that's we got to get them in. But then we have to make sure because the percentage of students who's graduating from high school and going to college uh, is a high percentage in one sense. But if you look at the percentage of the African American from college to graduation, that number drops dramatically. I would say even our African-American females are, are, are moving forward faster and larger than the African-American males. So what do we do? What we're doing now, we have these conversations and then we pull together and create a uh, strategy and action plan uh, and bring it to fruition. Gentlemen, I want to I interject a question here. And if both of you guys are in admission, so you're probably, it's in your wheelhouse to know about student enrollment but I don't know if you're in no faculty as well. But what are the results? Um, and then this might be a chance to brag or, or a chance even to say, hey, we're not here yet, but this is what we're trying to get. What is the black enrollment? And we kind of begin with Lee. And if you can address the faculty component and whether it's adjunct or whatever, that's fine as well. But I'm, I'm pretty sure you would know the student part. So what, 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 how is TC doing as far as the enrollment of black students? So I, I can't answer that. And every year I come on, you guys always ask me that. Next year, I promise you, I'm going to get the exact numbers. Um, I know that it continues to be about the same. I know about maybe last year or the year before, it was actually increasing. If I'm not mistaken, um, we are graduating a larger number of African-American students. Right. However, particularly just on the EOC program side, um, we are trying to work on ways to get more African-American males into our school. And let me just leave it at that. I was watching a documentary last night on HBO Max um, growing up in Milwaukee. And so they have the highest number of African-American males between 18 and 40 in jail. And so one of the things that they were talking about is how you alleviate that population is addressing the injustices in our communities. And the first thing that came up is how do we provide educational opportunities? When we provide educational opportunities, it helps with the unmet need because crime and violence come because of unmet. I don't have the, my needs met, then I have to go figure out how to get them meet, how to get those needs met. And so when we can get people into school, um, we can be unapologetically about helping their needs. Right. Um, I have a larger number of African-American students who are continuing to graduate and go on to A&M. And in some cases, they may graduate and go into the workforce. Philip Parrish works in our workforce program, and one of the courses that he does in the second semester is called a lead course. And basically that helps to develop the soft skills of our students. 
And so we help them with interviews. Um, we help them with resume writing. We help them to be able to go into the workforce. And so one of the things that Dr. Smith, our president, says is TC is for everybody. And we really believe that. And so whether or not you're here um, for a certificate or whether or not you're here um, for an academic degree to then transfer to a four-year institution, we're almost like getting our students prepared um, to move forward. And so we want that opportunity to be able to help our minority students, our Hispanic students, our Latinos, our Asians. All of those people are welcome. And so when we start getting engaged and start letting people understand that, I think more and more people will want to come. And it's word of mouth, too. And so I'm right. starting to see at graduation more and more families are starting to come because one person did it. And that helps to change the generational curse. It helps to change the generational dynamic. Right. That's true. That's true. Tony Favors, that same question. And I don't know if the measure is how we're doing relative to the rest of the state or how we're doing relative to the demographics of our community, but how is Texas A&M doing regarding the number of black students the enrollment is getting better, getting worse? You know, how are we doing? Well, that's a great question. Each, uh, our enrollment hovers around African-American overall enrollment is about uh, 16 to 17%. And so what we've done um, last year, what we decided to do is make a special emphasis and target some of the schools, primarily African-American as well as Hispanic population. And so at this past fall, our our African-American numbers went to 22.5% our FTIC first time in college students. But that was that's from us taking the conversations and actually going out into the field. So Dr. Harper, who is uh, a leader uh, consultant, he's a person in the community. We partnered with him with this Beyond Change uh, model program, and we went to the schools in the inner city of Dallas, and we hovered and worked with those counselors and students directly. And so we end up having, matter of fact, our enrollment for first time in college students is the largest from the Dallas community. Over 52% of the students who are enrolled with this are from Dallas, and they're men and women of color. And so uh, we're excited with that. Now, one of the areas we're working on that we need to work on is you asked about the faculty. We, we did an assessment a few months ago about our faculty, looking at the demographics of that. We have, so we must admit, and we are working. We started our social justice program, I mean, a uh, social work program, and we now just hired two African-American faculty members. Dr. Alexander is one, and another we, we're going through and trying to come back because we need students to see individuals that look like them. And um, the one thing I want to throw out there, give a shout out to our Crown and Path program. Uh, uh, these are men and women of color. Dr. Matthews is one of the advisors uh, for Crown, which is the women, and Path is for the guys. And Mr. Smith, Daniel Smith, helped us to get these programs established those African-American men originally, now as men of color, um, uh, men and women of color. I tell you what, it's a mentorship program that students are provided with a mentor through the process to graduation. Things such as this is what's going to get us, uh, in my opinion, to where we need to be to help uh, African-Americans succeed. All right. So, in a nutshell, 
getting African Americans and everyone because all is welcome is the message that Texarkana College and A&M Texarkana continue to fulfill for the Texarkana community. Texarkana and surrounding areas, please reach out to Lee Williams III there at Texarkana College and Tony Favors at Texas A&M Texarkana. Guys, we really thank you for coming and joining us for this segment and we look forward to having you on again. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. That's it for this edition of the Sunday show. We hope you have a great day and we'll tell all of your friends in surrounding areas about the Sunday show. Now on behalf of Lemoya Burst and all the great and wonderful people here at Texas Channel Radio, we want to thank you for being our listeners and being kind enough to tune in to our show. Remember, you're listening to KTOY Radio 104.7, the station that cares about the quality of your life, the soul of the city. Please stay tuned for Ms. Judy Woods and her show, Gospel in a Vision, which comes to you each Sunday morning right after this show. In case you want to hear this show again, it will be rebroadcast this evening at 6 p.m. on our sister station, 105.9 FM, and podcasts of all of our previous shows are available at www.ktoy1047.com. If you want to appear on the Sunday show, please contact myself, Ms. LaMoya Burks, at 903-244-3997. Keep in mind that we'd like to schedule guests at least a month in advance. Again, you can contact me for your desired date, 903-244-3997. Our closing quotes are courtesy of Marcus Garvey. And if you know the name and don't know the story, he was a Jamaican political activist kind of their equivalent to, I think, of Booker T. Washington here. He was also a publisher, an entrepreneur, a journalist. He was an orator. Now, he was a black nationalist, and he was a pan-Africanist. And these kind of stances made him controversial. He supported black separation or separatism rather than racial integration. So, here's a quote from Marcus Garvey. A people without the knowledge of their past history is like a tree without roots. A people without the knowledge of their past history is like a tree without roots. Hope you've enjoyed this telecast, this show, and the rest of your Black History Month. We love you. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good day. The Sunday Show will return next Sunday morning from 9 to 10. If you have questions, contact Dee Dee Woods, ddwoods56 at aol.com. The views and opinions expressed during the Sunday Show are not necessarily the views or opinions of Texarkana Radio Center.